Welcome to the Ploppy 54 Gaming Podcast. This is the audible version of the YouTube videos from all of my channels. Here you'll find a mixture of game content from Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Resident Evil, and even some retro games too. Stick around to the end and find out how to contact me as I'm always open to suggestions for new content. But without further ado, let's head to the podcast. Second Sight is a stealth third-person shooter from 2004, released on the GameCube, Xbox, PC and PlayStation 2, developed by Free Radical, the team behind the excellent Time Splitter series, moving away from this multiplayer action into a single-player story-driven adventure. The game at the time would have been overshadowed by PsyOps, the Mindgate conspiracy, a game that would have been named GameSpot's Game of the Year for 2004. Both games rely heavily on psychic powers. Timesplitters was generally known as a spiritual successor to the N64's GoldenEye and Perfect Dark games. This is because some of the developers, including David Dokes, Steve Ellis, Carl Hilton and Graham Northgate, left Rare to form their own company based in Nottingham, England, called Free Radical Design. Timesplitters was their masterpiece, and it drew inspiration from the massive success of GoldenEye. They followed that winning formula to the T, cooking up a single-player first-person shooter story that had us all hooked. And not to forget the four-player split-screen multiplayer that brought friends together for epic battles. Time Splitters took the torch and ran with it, became the spiritual successor we all craved, and boy, did it deliver. Second Sight, the next game they made, would be the team's first attempt at purely single-player experience, and they did a fantastic job. So just before we go any further, I will be discussing the story in detail, so be warned there will be spoilers. The first hour of the game is introductions and the tutorial. It's where I discovered that my Xbox controller is on its way out and that aiming my weapon also wanted to fire it. I honestly didn't think I was going to get past the firing range as I couldn't actually just line up my shot. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You appear to be in a hospital travelling through some corridors, clearly sedated. As you come around you don't really want to be there. You start panicking and quickly put back to sleep. This time when you wake up you're in a room strapped to the bed. You appear to levitate and free yourself from the straps. Now you've got full control and the first puzzle is to escape the room. Walking up to certain areas triggers your inner monologue. Whoa, I'm a long way up. What and where is this place? In previous games of the same era, it would have been required to have a button press, such as Resident Evil where walking up to areas of the background would give you some flavour text of what could have happened in the room. With this inner voice, it's almost like he's talking directly to you, at the same time he's gathering his thoughts, in the same way that we would do in the same situation. Ah, I don't understand what's going on at all. And what happened to those straps holding me to the bed? I woke up. I noticed them. I imagined them undoing. Did I undo them with my... This is insane. Only problem is really is without having the control of when or where to press the button, his voice can be consistently talking to you, sometimes pointing out interesting things and other times you just really want him to shut up. It's through this constant chatter though, he tells you about your first psychic power. Whoa, how the? Either I'm going crazy or I just press that switch from here. He does set out his thoughts in a logical manner and you have no idea who you are or where you are or what you're doing. So the first task is to look at that computer. He's disappointed not to find any further details, but there is an elevator from this floor. 
Once you unlock it and step inside, you've got your first of many flashbacks. John Bannock. What happened? I need, I need to remember. This takes you back six months, and you find out that you are Dr. John Vatic, brought into a military team as an advisor. Of what, you're not quite sure, but the colonel orders you to get some weapon training, so here starts your main tutorial. You'll learn how to sneak, how to use cover, and how to shoot weapons. So here's a good place to talk about the gameplay. As you progress through the game, you'll be unlocking telekinetic powers, some more useful than others. It wasn't until much later in the game that I'd use the repulse power, but you need things like the healing power quite often, although on some levels you can actually find first aid boxes. As well as attacking, the powers can be used to solve puzzles, such as opening gates or making bridges, unlocking switches. Generally speaking, if you're stuck on where to go, you probably just need to use a power to open the way forward. As well as powers, you've also got gunplay. To switch between weapons, it's up and down on the D-pad, and switch between the powers, it's left and right, so it's quite easy. There's no dual welding, so you can't hold somebody in there while you shoot them. Shooting has a lock-on feature to make things a little easier, and you can switch between targets relatively easily. There's a nice selection of weapons, from snipers to machine guns, and you also get provided with a single-shot tranquilizer gun if you want to put people to split, so you can just do a pacifist run. Just bear in mind that guards can be woken up. Once you've completed all the required training exercises, you'll find out a little bit more about the mission. It happened six months ago. Victor Grinko had been researching psychic powers since World War II and has now requested political asylum. The team, known as Winter Ice, their mission is to find out what is researching and naturally, you have questions. The Pentagon has given us permission for a small team insertion. The Winter Ice Squad will drop here to Humano Blast, just 30 clicks from the hydrocar pipeline. From there we will track down Grianko and his research. Any questions? Yeah. Are you crazy? No, Dr. Vatty. Any other questions? How did the U.S. approve anything so politically risky? That's classified. Well, then how did you confirm psychic research? Also classified. Then why do you want me here? We're down. Our advisor tells us we may need your expertise on the ground. Okay, well, my expertise says that it's a fraud. I debunk psychics. I don't confirm them. Perhaps you never met a real one. Meet Jane Wilde, Dr. Vatic. Uh, I know who she is. She's a mystic. She's a fake. She's your advisor? Jane Wilde will be important later on, but for now, you wake up back in the elevator. Only this time, you've got a few more moves at your disposal. When you leave the elevator, you're stopped by a security guard. This, in turn, locks your next psychic ability. Now remember, this is just a guard doing his job, paid to be the man at the desk. A small detail that's mostly forgotten in films and video games. I mention this because upon checking the computer, amongst the usual details you need to help you along your way, you can also open up the instant messenger, where you can see he was talking to his partner just before you came down the elevator and brutally murdered him. Now his partner's getting worried that he's not responding. Anyways, you can now see that this floor has the personal records on, and as you make your way through, either by being stealthy or just straight up shooting everyone, by the time you've reached the records room, you will have unlocked the ability to heal, move objects, go invisible, and fire projectiles. Using the computer in here, you'll find out that Jane was killed. Oh, I don't get this. Jane Wilde killed in action? What the... 
No one else can say what? Else. John, Vatic. Which triggers another flashback, this time to the start of the actual mission. The mission starts with a little bit of foreshadowing from Jane. What am I doing here? You're here to change things for the better, John. What things? That's what we've come to find out. But what does it have to do with me? Everything, John. You're the only one who can protect us. This will become more apparent later on, so for now, let's get on with the mission. Mission starts as a full-on assault, so it's a great opportunity for sniping. As my Xbox controller was faulty, I couldn't shoot very straight. Well, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. I saw something, John. I need to find... No time. Jane, we've got to get out of here. This place is going to blow. Jane runs off, and you're sent after her. Just a side note here. Sometimes I refer to Vatic as Vatic, and sometimes I refer to Vatic as in you, as in you, the player. Just so that you're aware, I'm just talking about you, as in the player, and either situation. Okay. Vatic warns Jane the building she's just run into is about to explode resulting in them being cut off from the unit. Working together, Jane and Vatic try to find a way out and at any info on Grinko they can. They discover that men shooting you are mercenaries, also looking for Grinko. You can use your skills to get through the area in a stealthy fashion or go in guns blazing just as before, but this will increase the enemy count. You don't have your powers in these flashbacks as they only seem to be manifesting in the hospital. Therefore, the only way to heal is via first aid boxes. Jane's AI is pretty good too. She'll back you up with the shooting and tell you when her health is low, and she can also use the med kits when you come across them. Using the computer, you find out Grinko's not on site, and also note the failed attempt at a password. After a short fight, your squad finds a way to help. With the flashback over, you wake back up in the hospital, in a firefight. Vatic then checks the computer again, and instead of seeing Jane was killed in action, it now shows that she was incarcerated. Uh, what? She... Oh, that can't be. Uh, she, she died. This, this just makes sense. Let's see. Jane Wild. Delusional schizophrenic. That can't, that can't be. Vermont. I've got to find her. But how could that be possible? Now that Jane is alive, you'll need to make your way out of the hospital and go and find her, in order to find out what's happening to you. As you make your escape, you unlock two more powers. First is projection. This gives you the ability to project a version of yourself and pass through laser trip wires or turn off security cameras. And second is a knockback blast or repulse. So you find yourself surrounded, you've got an easy escape. With all these powers now at your fingertips, being stealthy is becoming far easier. Although I must admit, it was still fun just to run in guns blazing. Once you finally reach the parking lot and get out, a cutscene triggers, giving you a little bit more insight. Go ahead. I see. And when did this happen? You know what he's capable of. Without his medication, he's a threat. I do not expect to hear from you until you have him. You're wasting precious time, Lieutenant. It seems that the man on the phone is the director of a top secret project. Maybe something you were involved with. 
We only hear one side of the conversation, but it appears that they're talking about your escape. You arrive at the psychiatric hospital. If you can find Jane, then you can get some answers. At the start of this level, you have a couple of options to gain entry. At the top of the tower in front of you is a sniper rifle, but I found anything less than a headshot will just alert the guards. They don't seem to care about the sound of the gunshot, but hit them in the chest and they know where you are in an instant. With the projection power, you can now scope out the area ahead of you. It's not the ultimate power you have, that comes soon, but it does give you an advantage of knowing what to expect. Staying in cover and out of sight, we find a way in. Then it's into cloak and just run past everyone. Once inside, your telekinesis power is upgraded. Now it's possible to kill people from a distance, making a stealth run far more easier. Although I wasn't impressed with the respawning enemy while I was still in the middle of using the computer. There is a nice little puzzle that requires you to use your powers to gain entry. And what I do like about this is that it's not contrived and makes perfect sense in the real world. After all, you would have someone there operating the gate. The computers are very well done in this game. They have flavour context or games to play, security cameras, the sort of things you expect to find on everyday work computers. Once you find Jane, you need to get her out. Now, this had to be the trickiest level I'd come across. Unlike previous mission where Jane could hold her own, this time it's an escort mission. And she's no help at all. Spending time in the institution has made her go a little bit crazy. And now she's clearly suffering. Getting out takes a lot of use of your powers, and if you know where you're going, it's not too bad. However, this game is from 2004, and back then, there was no hand-holding. Unlike modern-day games that have yellow sticky tape or even flash-and-white arrows showing where you need to be going, games of this era expected you to work it out yourself, which often can lead to a lot of wandering around aimlessly and getting very frustrated. Once you work out where you need to be, or Google it like I did, it's still not easy if you're trying to use just weapons. I found using the telekinesis power much more effective. When Vatic asks what happened, Jane tells you the colonel is dead. This triggers another flashback. Or is it? You see, this flashback, you get a hint at what's really going on. We already know that we can change the past, having saved Jane. If the colonel dies in this mission, you see a cutscene of what happened after the short prelude to you being in the hospital at the start of the game, so we know we have to keep him alive. In the same way Vatic can use projection in the future, someone else is using it now. Obviously Vatic doesn't know what this is at this time, and so you follow it. The level turns into a stealth mission, having to take out the guards silently. Failing to do so isn't an instant game over, however it does alert all the guards to the colonel's location. And if you can't reach him and take them all out, you can't carry on. It's far better though just to do things silently. Just try not to shoot at yourself. Damn fine work, Maddie. What the hell was that for? After checking the computers and having a go on the arcade machine, I love these little details. You know there's a depot up ahead. The projection takes over the kernel and leads you down that way giving you a small glimpse of the best power in the game. After taking out all the snipers, you sneak in. Now in games like this, it's usually the player who's made to go first over the dodgy walkway. So I admit it was a nice change for the actual soldier to be offered to go first rather than the advisor. But the wood breaks anyway. At that, the projection asks you to help and I had my first real disconnect with the game. The child gives you all the telekinetic powers from the future 
But Vatic shouldn't know how to use them because you've been learning them in the future, yet this is the past. And although we, the player, know we can change the past with our actions, are we reliving the memories or are we actually time travelling? Well, that mystery will be answered in a short while, but for now, we've just unlocked the best ability in the game. Well, it's the best one, I think, anyways. It's also here the mystery deepens. The men shooting us were actually US Special Forces. As we enter to the next level, the director isn't happy that Vatic has broken Jane out of the institution. He's here. Yes, sir. He'd better be. Where's the girl? Vatic broke her out of her cell 30 minutes ago. Where are they now? They've gone into the storm drain, sir. There's only one way out. My men have it covered. Oh, well, Dr. Vatic. Seems I may have underestimated you. Send in the special team. Take them from both sides. Yes, sir. Why have both John and Jane been incarcerated? Why is this man wanting them dead? And what really happened on that mission? These are answers that we'll find out soon, but for now we have the ability to possess people, making clearing out guards a little bit easier. All we have to do now is just take over the body and have them shoot each other. I love just going in as one of them, checking out the area ahead, and killing most of the enemies before you even get there. They really do ramp up on the puzzles here too, making use of a wide selection of your powers. As you make your way out of the sewer, you have to pull two sets of levers at the same time. And although Jane is no longer scared of her own shadow, she's still not very helpful. Apart from stating the obvious... Perhaps those levers can help. Yes, thank you. She's mostly just got in the way. Oh, my! just look, move, get out of my way. You know what? Have it. Ah! Again, unlike modern games, nothing's signposted. And so, yet again, I got stuck trying to open this door. I knew I had to pull two levers and on my own, thanks Jane, but it took me ages to work out that it's not that door I was supposed to be opening. It was this little gap in the wall. I mean, if this was a Resident Evil, it would have had yellow paint splashed all over it. Anyways, once you escape the tunnels, Jane tells you that you need to find the Colonel. Vatic seems shocked that he's still alive, but recognises his flashbacks are not all that they seem. So, it's on to the next member of getting the band back together. And maybe some answers. Before you meet him, you have to find him. The government agents are also looking for Colonel Stryker, and the back streets are full of gang members. Here, you can't just possess people to get through the area, because as soon as you kill one of them blocking the way, the game quickly replaces them. Instead, you have to save this gang member from being beaten up. Okay, son. Where's the Colonel hiding out? Get lost! Don't make me feed it out of you. I ain't telling you nothing, pig. Have it your own way. Or do a delivery for this one. So there is a nice little bit of choice. Once they recognise you as one of their own, the government agents attack. But at least you have backup. Once you reach the colonel, he reminds you that the team were wiped out six months ago and triggers another flashback. Real easy now. Put your hands up. Okay, okay. Don't shoot. John? John? My God, you're alive. Colonel? 
I thought you'd been killed. With the others in Dubransk. What do, you, what do you mean, with the others? Everyone on the Winter Ice team. Those bastards killed them all. They killed them all, Jack. You're probably noticing a pattern now. The mission went horribly wrong in the past. Vatic has a flashback, changes the past, and which in turn changes the future. What I also like is that developers could have been really lazy and used the same location in just two different time zones, but they didn't. The Winterized team are making their way further along the train tracks. Your mission here is to keep the team alive. I thought I had just to kill everyone and forgot that I had all of my future powers. The team's quite capable and will take out the enemies. And if a team member does die, you get a little bit of extra story content. No, you're just confused. You don't remember, so you're making it up. You're lying! I know who I am. That's understandable. But you have to face up to the responsibility of what you have done. No! Did you see that? table moved and he wasn't touching it this will make sense soon but if you're on your ball you might miss it as you make your way into the base you can use your healing ability to keep your team alive a guard mentioned weapons are being stored underground whilst another guard berates him for not calling them children was that another villager yes this would be so much easier if they hadn't found out about us shipping all this research junk out of here. Junk? Ha! The villagers aren't coming to visit test tubes and Bonson burners. I know, but they've got this stupid idea that freaks in there are still... well... Still what? Human? They are children! Can't even bring yourself to say it. Look! Back off! I signed up to do job! We are collecting weapons, plain and simple. Stop acting like they're still people. Okay, whatever helps you sleep at night. I'm glad one of us can. So I think we can start piecing the story together. The US government were contracted by the Russian scientists wanting to defect. Winter Eye Squad was formed to go in and retrieve him, known as Dr. Gringo. However, a government agency, the National Security Executive, or the NSE for short, wanted the research for themselves. They want to create their own versions of this super soldier. So they send in their own team to obtain the scientist and his research. Turns out his research is a load of children with special abilities. The NSE decide they have no further use for the Grinko and just need the research. They plan to use Winter Ice as scapegoats for Grinko's death and then they silence each member afterwards. So with all this in mind, it's time to confront the NSE and its director, Hansen, the guy we've been seeing in all the little cutscenes. Can I help you? I'm here to see Director Hansen. And you are? John. John Vadic. And I'm not joking, this has to be the hardest level I had to face. Until you work out what it is you need to do, which, I mean, I suppose is like every other level, to be fair. Because, again, it's not very well signposted, but... In this level, you actually have to be extra super stealthy. 
but then that's understandable because you are actually sneaking into the NSC headquarters. But trying to work out what you need to achieve while not being caught isn't easy. If the cleaner spots you, she raises the alarm. If any of the guards spot you, they raise the alarm. And if the alarm gets raised, an entire private army opens fire on you. It is possible to hide and take them out and reset the alert phase. However, they do have a tendency to respawn right behind you. So in general, if you get spotted, it's just easier to restart. After killing the annoying cleaner, yes, that's right, killing them, what you actually need to do is relatively straightforward. You need to get the data of the operation, but it's split between two computers. Transfer the access from one computer to the other and then make your way to the screening room. And it's here you learn the plan is to take the DNA from all the different children and combine them into one, creating an army of super soldiers. This will be known as the Zena Project. Knowing the children were killed, Vatik needs to get back to the past to save them, and this time initiates the jump back himself. Vatik proceeds through the base, however security is even tighter towards the end, and you meet the NSE Black Ops team, who look a little bit like splinter cells. These black leather clad soldiers are an elite force that also have telekinetic shielding. You can wear them down with an assault rifle or a machine gun, or if found using the telekinesis to grab them, also works quite well on them. After finding Grinko, Batik confronts him about his research being children and not weapons. Back in the present, John makes his way through the NSE building and kills Hansen's samples. He then confronts Hansen and he reveals that he's got Jane hostage, as well as a black ops soldier with a pistol to her head. Ah, Dr. Vatik. Finally. You've been giving us quite a runaround, haven't you? I know everything, Hansen. No? What do you really know, Dr. Vatik? I know what you did in Dubransk. And I know what's going on here. Research and development, Dr. Vatik. Disciplined inquiry leading to practical results. They had no idea of the potential in Russia. We're simply taking things a step further. Further? You slaughtered those people! No, no, I think you're a little confused. We know what really happened in Dubransk, don't we? You and Stark's mercenaries running around murdering innocent children? You lost control! No! And how do you explain what you've done now? The bodies you've stepped over to get here? I... I just want to stop this. <laughs> stop it. Oh, don't make me laugh. You're the very reason it has succeeded. No. No, I, I'm the reason it's gonna end. Oh, please. Do you really think I would have allowed you to escape unintentionally? <laughs> your little runaround was nothing more than a test. And your performance was better than even I had hoped for. But now the experiment has come to its end. And so have you. I'm stronger than you think, Hansen. Perhaps. But it makes no difference. You can't stop us now. We have samples all over the country. You're too late. Sample? They were people! Ah! <laughs> Oh, suffer the little children. Well, what are you going to do? Kill me. Batik cuts straight back to the past and continues his conversation with Grinko. Just then a Black Ops agent enters, but not before Vatic can hide. The agent kills Grinko and spots you. After killing them, it's best to use the projection ability to help thin the numbers. A researcher will be oblivious to the mass murder and tell you where the children are being held. And as you make your way there, you start zipping about in time. 
you head to the very start of the game and the moment from the cutscene if you fail a mission. It replays here again and it will make sense in just a moment. You hear how Vatic has been blamed for killing the children and you can see yourself on the operating table. The ghost of future Vatic speaks directly to you, reminding you that this is not real and that you are not really there. Returning you to the past, or is it the present? The game here starts jumping around in time and it's the second jump to the asylum that puts the final pieces in place. Vatic's final power is precognition, or the ability to see the future. Vatic, or you the player, were never going back in time to change the past. The past was always the present. Vatic was seeing a version of the future that could potentially happen. Jane explains here, and Vatic finally realises it for himself. Don't you see, John, the children? That's how I knew you would save us. The children are the reason you came on the Winter Ice mission. She isn't going to die. It's not going to happen. I'm not here. This isn't going to happen. John, this is your final power. Precognition. Don't you see? The ability to know what is going to happen. And if you know what is going to happen, then you can stop it. He heads back to what is now the present to save the children. Hansen has them locked up in the basement and he's behind some kind of kinetic proof glass. He will entrust the remaining guards to attack you and then it becomes a little bit overwhelming. Thankfully, you can unlock the children's cells and they will fight for you too, making it a little bit easier. I also found staying in one of the cells and having them rush you creates a sort of choke point. Once all the girls are dealt with, the children help you destroy the glass and in a rather twisted ending, the children that Hansen had been using as test subjects eat him alive. I must admit though, this line did make me laugh. Stay away! Don't touch me! With the mission a success and the children saved, Jane and the Colonel help Batik to the surface and the US Army come in to pick them up. I did have a lot of fun replaying this game and the story is very compelling. The twist really caught me by surprise and I generally thought the Vatic was time travelling. I wasn't a fan of the forced stealth levels as I had all my arsenal at my DeSoto I would have preferred to pick my own way through. I mean, I suppose technically it would have been possible doing an organ's blazing in some areas, but it just, it wasn't feasible. In a way, it's a shame that they didn't make a sequel, as they had a lot of potential with the character and the telekinetic powers, but in my personal opinion, it does work so much better as a one-off game. If you enjoyed the video, I'd be most grateful if you could give it a like, and in the comments let me know of any other games that you think are worth a look. So, until next time, thank you for watching. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you've got a question or a suggestion for a game to cover, you can always contact me at ploppy54gaming at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at ploppy54. Any five-star reviews will also get a shout-out. And don't forget to check the show notes on how you can join the community Discord as well as having the contact links and the YouTube links in there as well. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.